Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be studying again in Third John. It'll be our third study in this third letter of John, and we'll be looking at the third division in this letter, and that will be verse 9 through 11. Now, I told you in the first broadcast there are four distinct divisions in this short book of the Bible. And if you have an old Schofield Bible, you'll see it there, verse 1 through 4, personal greetings from John. There he uh, uh, begins to deal with this word truth, how he loves this church in the truth. He loves Gaius, this man, in the truth, and he loves the fact that he walks in truth. And the greatest joy he has is to hear that his converts, those Christians that he's labored with and trained and mentored, that they walk in the truth. The second division is uh, how to treat Christian brethren or traveling preachers or missionaries as they pass through. He tells Gaius, You've done well. You took good care of a crowd that passed through. They came to my church in Ephesus, testified to us that you were better than good to them. You were overly generous to them. He said, you keep doing that. He said, that crowd didn't have to go to the world. They didn't have to go to the Gentiles to get any need met because the church took care of them. He said, you met their needs. And he said, I want to say thank you uh, for that, and you keep it up. And I admonished us last broadcast as a church, as a people, we don't have to worry about being too good to people. No, that's not going to be the case. We, we got to go over and above to try to be good to people, be generous to those who God sends our way. If you have a guest preacher in, don't make him leave broke. Don't make him sleep in a ratty hotel. Don't treat him like he's a second class. Don't uh, give those missionaries a, a hand-me-down, whatever. You take care of them, man. You treat them like royalty They or celebrities. You say, well, that, I don't think that's right. They're not going to get a big head. I promise you that because you treat them good at your place. They're going to get treated like dirt at the next place. Sad to say. And it ought not be that way. You ought not put anybody in a dingy, musty, dark, I mean, dilapidated, condemned old prophet's chamber. You ought not do that. You ought not give them food that you wouldn't eat at your own house. You ought not do that. You ought not uh, put them in a hotel room that, uh, I tell you, the, uh, America's Most Wanted has a studio uh, in one of, the, uh, one of the vacant rooms there just because they're there all the time looking for fugitives. That ought not be that way. Sadly, it is. I could I could go from now till next year and just tell you, <laughs> tell you some stories about traveling uh, every week of the world. And I tell you, it's 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 something. It, yeah. Anyway, we'll just move on. Somebody said you ought to write a book on that, and uh, I would, but I don't. I, I'd have to change the names to protect the guilty, and they're scattered all across America. But you ought to treat people well. Now, this third part deals with a domineering individual named Diotrephes. I don't know about Diotrephes. I don't know if he's called to preach. Could be a deacon. But whoever he is, he's a bad dude. He is taking upon himself position and uh, power and authority that is not God-ordained. And it is not uh, 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 helping or edifying this church. John exposes him in verse number 9. He said, I wrote unto the church, past tense. So John is saying, I, I wrote another letter to you. Now that letter, of course, don't worry about it. You say, well, where's that letter at? Doesn't matter. It wasn't inspired or else God would have preserved it for us. 
But John said, I wrote another letter to you, a letter of instruction, admonition, maybe warning, maybe even a letter about Diotrephes. Watch out for that dude. He said, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Now, so basically he's saying, John, saying, I've written a letter to you before this one. And, uh, you know, we understand what an inspired letter, so it doesn't matter the content of it. But he said, I wrote this letter to you, and there's an individual by the name of Diotrephes that was so full of flesh and pride and the devil that he didn't pass it along. He thought he knew better than I did. And he took the the, uh, oversight without having the authority, and he didn't give you the letter that I wrote because he thinks that he ought to be important. He's filled with pride and arrogance. He's an obstructor of the truth, and he loves to have the preeminence. Now, it could be the Diotrephes was part of that crowd that John has written against so stoutly in First and Second John that are deceivers and antichrist, right? And maybe Diotrephes had bought into that bad Christology, the doctrine that Christ was not the Son of God, was not God. And maybe he was wrapped up in that apostasy, and so that meant that he said, you know, I don't want that letter of John getting in here, man. I'm trying to counteract that. I'm trying to contradict that. I don't want that junk getting into our church, into this place. And so he he withstood. I don't know. It could be that he's just a deacon who got a taste of power because there's no pastor here. Gaius is not the pastor. He's just a man in the church. And maybe this diatrophy, he's got a little taste of power that he didn't, uh, rightly have any kind of uh, access to, but he, he took upon himself, and because of that, he's got a little bit, uh, a little bit power hungry. I've seen that happen before. But anyway, whatever it was, he denied the church of receiving this letter. He said he receiveth us not. He won't take our words. He won't take this letter. He he blocked it. Verse ten. Look what he said. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth. I like what John said. John said, now I'm, I'm the beloved disciple, but you better believe I'll take a stand. I've got a backbone. I might have grace, and tr- I might have grace, but I've got truth. I might have love, but I've also got some uh, conviction about me. I'll earnestly contend for the faith. I've been writing about the truth, and I mean to stand up for it. And when I come there, he said, I'm going to remember what this dude did. I'm going to remember his deeds, prating against us with malicious words. So obviously this man had gone on a campaign talking about old John. You know, John's uh, an old fogey, last surviving apostle. John saying stuff is just too narrow. John's too old-fashioned, whatever it might be. John doesn't have it all together. Don't listen to old John. He's gone on a campaign. God help that crowd that would do that. I've gotten those anonymous letters before. People aren't even uh, charactered enough to put their name on it, but they'll slander a preacher, slander a church. I tell you what you do with an anonymous letter. You file it in that round filing cabinet there under the desk. That's what you do with it. But Diotrephes, he's gone around beating the drum, saying John's not uh, worthy of our ear, our attention. Don't listen to him. John said, I'll remember that when I come. These guys with internet muscles. You know that crowd of backslidden used to be preachers, maybe raised up in a, a preacher's home, something like that. Then all of a sudden they get to get out of mommy and daddy's house or whatever it is, or maybe they used to be plugged in and got saved through the church, and then all of a sudden they didn't get a pat on the head because they showed up every Sunday like you're supposed to, and they got bitter about it because they didn't get the limelight, the preeminence, and so they got out of the will of God. And now they're just parading around on the internet saying nasty things about everybody. They got internet muscles. 
That's what they've got. But I tell you what, to help that crowd, you remember their deeds when you see them in person. You don't give place to them. You don't just shake the hand and say, hey, how's it going? You remember what that crowd has done. I believe it's all right. I believe John would. He said, and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren. He won't even be gracious to those who pass through like Gaius was. He, he talks bad about them, usurps himself like he's better than they are, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. So this man's casting people out of the church that want to do good to people. Beloved, follow not that which is evil. He's saying that man, Diotrephes, he's evil. That's what he is. He's wicked, but that which is good. He that doeth goods of God, but he that doeth evil have not seen God. He's saying Diotrephes not even saved. Now, this crowd might run around and say they're saved, but you watch their attitude, you watch their, uh, their bitterness, you watch the fruit, and I tell you, it exposes what they are. That's right. A bunch of apostate people never were saved to begin with. And John said, you stay away from that crowd. Now, this attitude of diatrophies begins in this church, but it doesn't end in that church. You see this, I mean, blatantly advertised in uh, Catholicism, where there's this, uh, uh, the uh, clergy over the laity, over the people, and it just permeates. But you've got to watch that spirit in Bible-believing churches, people who take authority upon themselves that is not God-ordained, that God is not in. So John's given us insight in the act- activities of a diatrophies. Number one, he make false and malicious charges against authority. Number two, he won't receive brethren that are following the authority, those sent by John, those traveling missionaries, whatever they were. Number three, he would forbade others, forbid others to receive them. That means if you show any affection or loyalty to the authority, he'll begin to attack you. Number four, he'll evict from the church those who do receive that crowd. He'll try to run you out of here. Basically, it's a religious bully. Isn't it amazing those who claim to have been bullied, how much of a bully they are? Religious bully. Whether he's an apostate pastor, just a troublemaker in the church that doesn't have a pastor, we don't know, but it's clear this. He is arrogantly and uh, officiously thwarting the truth and going after those involved with the truth. So John warns, and when I come, I'm going to set things that are crooked straight. I'm going to remember what he's done. He said, that crowd, not even saved. You follow after that which is good. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.